Does everybody feel good? Ready to start your day? Right. My name is Katrina Del Valle, and I am the missions leadership team member for the Cincinnati area. I was a missionary for 12 years with National Kayaf overseeing short-term mission teams um, that went out, and now I just get to help um, resource and mobilize people to do what God is asking them to do. So it's just really fun for me. Um, today, we're going to focus on one specific area that we haven't really had to do much before, and it kind of got birthed out of COVID, right? When um, for, for Kayafa, they were doing about 310 teams a year that were going out, um, short-term mission trips. And so when COVID happened and it shut down the borders of places, they had to start getting creative because they still only have the four years with the kids who are staying you know, at college. And so to, in, in order for them to have exposure and impact for missions in the kingdom, um, they had to birth a new dream. And so um, Eurasia put together a, initially a virtual missions box for them, right? So it's a box of materials that kind of outline all of the things that Eurasia has to offer. Um, and there's spices in there, there's candies in there, there's books about um, different places in the Muslim world and trying to break down some of those barriers and make sure that the actual physical resources were in their hands. Um, but then at night, on a Friday night, well, they actually did a full week because they had their spring break, right? So they would do morning and night sessions and then um, sessions on like Zoom or Teams uh, that would be virtual through the computer, right? And then during the day, they would go physically do something in their community. So they would go serve at a local, a local place. They would go tour a Buddhist temple. They would go um, to a, a just different places where they knew that they would meet international people. Like if it was a warm part of the country, like if they're down in Texas, then the soccer fields are still full, and usually with Latin America folks. And so they were just able to learn how to find the nations that have actually come to our doorstep. And so that's, that was really cool. But since then, they've been able to reopen the borders and return to short-term mission trips, which actually gets boots in the ground in the country. And that's mission critical for people getting called to missions long-term, people supporting missionaries to get them there, to keep them there, and for our short-term teams to be able to go in and back up the long-term vision of our missionaries on the field. And so all of these pieces work together really beautifully when they're working, right? But one thing that we noticed when the, um, as people were pivoting for COVID was that the virtual trips were reaching way more people than a short-term mission trip was because we might be able to take 10 people on a short-term trip um, from, if say a church has 500 people, we, we might see 10 people go on a short-term trip, but 100 people would show up for the virtual missions experience. And so that, that did a wonder of bridging the gap, and that's really what we're going to be talking about more today, is how are we going to bridge the gap between the pew and the nations of the world that have yet to be reached? How are we going to help people to drop the apathy at the door and to actually see people? to actually see their hurts, their needs, their wonders, um, their spiritual demise, and actually dig deep and pray for them in the way that the Lord really wants us to. And so um, 
I'm going to show you a few options that have kind of rolled out over time. Um, one was the, the Eurasia missions trip, like the, they call it um, virtual missions trip. I call it a missions experience. So if you look it up, you're going to notice the difference in the language. Uh, for me, a trip is boots on the ground, and an experience is bringing it into your, you're, you're bringing it to your people. And um, so I physically did the Eurasia trip so that I could, you know, explain it, line it out. I did the business as mission trip, and it was really cool. So this box came to me. It cost me $25 to be a part of the trip. This box came to me. It had well over $100 worth of material within this box of trinkets and things that you would have gotten at a bazaar, spices, candies, books, like there were at least three or four books in this box. Um, and it was just really well done, really well put together. Magazine in there full of stories and just, just really well put together. Um, and then it started on Friday night and went Saturday all day. So it was three sessions, okay? So Friday night, we got to meet a missionary um, from India and her business as mission was that the Lord had spoken to her about um, starting a sewing business there. And so now, and she's like, I didn't even sew. <laughs> like, I don't even have to do with this, you know? And now she employs 80 Indian women and was able to employ them all the way through COVID. And so, and then they make um, blankets and, um, you know, the things you lay out on the the ground outside, it's still a blanket, but it can get dirtier. Um, handbags, those kind of things. So they use their used, their old saris, right? And they remake them, and their company is called Remade India. And um, they actually have a Facebook group, and they sell their stuff on Facebook. And um, all of the money goes back to employing these women, and they've been able to see so many salvations come from this, um, where before they were having so much trouble having traction. And so just to hear the stories and to see what they're doing, um, and they had one of their friends who make the blankets right there with them on the screen telling her story as well, and it just broke down the barrier of, wow, India's way over there, and I'm here, and what am I really supposed to do for them, you know? And so her story was really impactful. On Friday or Saturday morning, they had a missionary from Kyrgyzstan who has started an outdoor, like, um, I, I don't have the right words for it. It's like, you know, guys who like rent boats and stuff and go do stuff like hunting and hiking oh, and, adventure? yeah, like an adventure. Like they started this company that's like adventure everything like um, they go down the river on the rafts and they go hunting they go hiking for long distances into the mountains um, and the cool thing with that is like we can't really even get short-term teams very easily into um, Kyrgyzstan I lived a year in Kyrgyzstan and it's really hard to have a team there but when they're coming there as tourists 
to go on these trips, then they can get them right into the hard villages that we just could not reach before. And so being able to hear that and see that and know that, okay, we're, we're able to share this with 100 people right now, and they're seeing it and they're excited, right? But then if they want to take their church, if their men's group wants to take a trip to do this, if their women's group wants to take a trip to do this, they can follow it up and go into the hard places that just have not been reached in that capacity. It was very, very cool. And then the night service was um, a, a story of a missionary who had been relocated from one country to another without any of their belongings. And it's like in the middle of the night, they had to go. And so the idea that we really do live in a safe world here, and not everybody lives in a safe world, it really started to break down the barriers. And I was able to you know, keep kind of an objective eye, and I'm watching the other people on this screen, and the light bulbs were going off. And I, I want to tell you that if you have the opportunity to do a missions experience, a virtual missions experience in your church, it's going to be worth it because it's going to bridge that gap. It really will bridge that gap and it will drop some apathy out the door. And the distance between cultures and religions, like what, what do Buddhists really believe? Right? I think if you ask probably most anybody in your church, they have no idea. We might not have any idea. The first time I've really heard a lot about Buddhism has been in the last year, and I've been a missionary for 18 years. You know? And so the more that we can educate ourselves and educate others, the more that we can pass it on. Right? So that's what's coming out of Eurasia. That's kind of the model that's coming out of Eurasia. Um, change the map, which we'll talk more about in a little bit. Um, they are willing to do a similar concept that they build a box and change the map is to the Buddhist world. So all the whole range of Buddhist world, which is um, a billion Buddhists within our, within our, our world. So um, they'll build a box. It's going to be $25 um, without the coffee table book and $50 if you want the coffee table book. And so in it, it has a whole week's worth of materials. But you spend the first five days doing these things on your own. And then Friday night, you meet together all at your church. And they have the, the videos so that you show the video, but he's on the Zoom. Um, that way it doesn't break up. You know how like when you do a Zoom and you do a video and it's all chopped up. So we'll be able to do both. But then um, that'll be Friday night and then Saturday morning. And then Saturday afternoon, you go to a Thai restaurant. That doesn't sound bad, right? <laughs> like, but you'll be surprised at how many people in your church have never had Thai food, right? <laughs> and if you have, then try something different, right? And then from the afternoon from there, you can either um, go to a Buddhist temple in, nearby and take a tour which are set up really easy. You can call a week before. They're super happy to have you. They're very spiritual. They're really kind. They're not aggressive. They're happy to have you and tell you about what they believe. Um, or you could go to an international market and 
purchase items for a recipe and then go back to your house or the church kitchen or whatever you have um, and together make the meal and then together sit around a table and then you go back to the screens for the last two and a half hours of the night. Mm-hmm. Mark and his team. Yep. Is it going to be live at all, or is it all just video? Zoom is live. Like the two and a half hours, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night is live. And the rest are, like, it's laid out pretty clearly in a sheet. So, I mean, it's pretty cool that, they're, that they have something that's kind of prepackaged that we can grab a hold of and try. Um, but I recognize um, the diversity in my churches in my area. And not everybody um, is set up or equipped to, to do different things. And so one thing that we're going to do in Cincinnati is um, have one host church and invite the other churches in to participate. Um, and so that's going to be a great opportunity for them and the smaller churches that might not have the access to the technology um, to be able to participate. It is available. You just have to request and set a date. Yep. They don't have it on their website because they're not ready for mass production, but if you um, email them, then they'll set a date for you. Yes, please. Thanks, Dale. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I like that. So what I would do with that is take as much video as you can. Um, and afterward, I would do a, a celebration day and bring your whole church in to celebrate. Um, and then like as they come in, you can have the videos playing. Um, you can prepare food that you've had there and have your people give live testimonies of what they saw. Like, what did you actually see? When you're trying to replicate something um, that you've had outside, um, and even in a, just a general missions experience, you have to go five senses as much as possible. Sometimes it can only be four senses, but you have to go five senses. So think about what can they see that will bring them there? What, what will they hear? Like, try to bring the music home. Um, make sure that it's not demonic music. Have somebody double check, right? Like somebody <laughs> ask your missionary so you don't accidentally do that. Um, uh, smells, a lot of spices. What, what spices do they use? You know, put some on the tables. Um, uh, touch, what do things feel like? You know, you'll notice when you're there, there's, um, when you're there, you're going to notice a lot of bright colors, right? So you might decorate the room with bright colors um, or a table table coverings that are bright colors. And the more that you can bring the five senses there, the more they'll remember it, right? But like you can, you can do it without using your five senses and bring people there. But if you want them to remember it and them to walk away and talk about it a year later, you've got to add as many as possible so that they, they see it, they feel it, 
they hear it, if they hear that music again, the memory's triggered. If they smell that smell again, that memory's triggered. So we're trying to, trying to use some of the th same things that we, you know, the memories that we have when we're little kids, right? For, you know, your favorite food when you're a little kid. Um, trying to use those same things to help people to, to trigger those memories and to, to grab a hold of the pieces of missions that, that attach us to a people group so that we can pray for them in the way they deserve to be prayed for. Right. So um, we just passed out this. So I put this together. This is, you can shake it, you can change it, you can do whatever makes sense for your church. This is just something to get you started. And this is if you want to build something and you don't want to use those two box ideas, okay? Because you might only have one day. Or you might have missionaries at your church that you want to incorporate instead of outside people, right? And so um, let's start over here with this page. It's got a bunch of websites. Huh? Yep, three pages. Whoa. Oh, it looks like they didn't quite copy at all. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, they were supposed to be double-sided, but I'll, I'll email it to you. Okay, I have all of your emails where you signed up for the um, session, so I'll email this to you. So you should have this front page. Do you have this front page? Okay, so these are videos that I would use if I were trying to introduce my people, um, like during the week that they can watch on their own. They don't have to be with you. You don't have to do it as a large group. Um, and it kind of breaks down, like, what is a missionary? What is... Um, what does it mean to be reached versus lost, unreached versus lost, right? Starting to build that vocabulary so that they understand things whenever you do come um, together differently. So the, the topic, the 3D gospel, um, and the 3D gospel covers the difference in the religions, which is a really cool video. It's only like seven and a half minutes long, but it's the difference between um, ministry and guilt and shame and fear and how different um, cultures and religions use those things to keep people from the gospel. So, um, the state of the world, Thursday night business is mission, Friday night, um, an option, or that's the, the link to Dick Brogdon's message from the World Mission Summit. And if you've not heard it, get your tissue box, because if, if you're not called to reach the peoples of the world, you will be when you finish that message in some capacity, whatever the Lord looks like as he, as he speaks depth into you. But um, it's hard to be apathetic after you hear that message. And so these are the videos that I would use before because I want to build vocabulary so that they understand when I say unreached, they're on the same page. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to do the extra levels of steps. Um, if you're planning a short-term trip, I would have them watch these videos, too. I would build these into my um, training session. Um, go ahead. You have a cost, you know, it says... I'm not there yet. Oh. Other page. You're okay. You're okay. <laughs> um, you don't have this, but let me see if I can bring it up so you can at least see it. Um... I just put together like a sample schedule. Like what would I do if I were going to do this? 
And for me, knowing, um, like, if my church doesn't do any boots-on-the-ground mission trips, then I'm probably going to do an international market in the afternoon. And one of the challenges there is I want you to have a conversation with somebody who's different than you. Right? Don't find another white person in the room. Don't find another black person in the room. Like, find somebody who's different from you. And, you know, if they're shopping for something in the aisle, ask, hey, how do you cook this? And just start to, to have conversations like that. Um, because my goal, if they don't take short-term, if your church does not yet take short-term mission trips, is for them to start seeing the internationals around them. Right? Because the Lord is bringing the nations right here. So let's make sure our eyes are open for who is right here. And then from there, I want them to cook a dinner together um, because that is such a normal cultural thing that happens. People cook together, they prepare food together, they eat together. Um, and it is not time sensitive. Most of the time, if you go just basically anywhere else besides the US, people take their time eating together, they take their time in community together. Um, and it's just a win all around. And it's good for your church to build culture within your church to have time around a table together. All right. Do you have any questions on that so far? All right. So, and I'll email you this. Okay, so this is just a sample of what, what I would do. And this is if I had a Friday, Saturday, Friday night and Saturday. Yeah, it doesn't always pop up very quickly. There we go. No signal. You know how cool the enemy is? All three of these documents are blank on my computer right now. I'm glad I printed it. I will scan it and email it to you. Um, oh. Ay, caramba. There you go. Um, okay, experience check sheet. You should have the front copy of that. And so this is just to give you somewhere to start, right? You're going to have to adapt it for your church, what makes sense, how much time you have, what you're going to do. And it just kind of gives you some ideas on how to get started, right? So you're going to pick a date. Um, you have to pick a date that's good for your church, right? How am I going to get my people here? What makes sense for your people? Um, and if you want a specific missionary to be a part of that, then you need to come up with multiple dates, then talk to the missionary and pick a date that works together. Um, just telling a missionary what day 
They need to be there. Rude. <laughs> Rude. Right. Right. And and some of them um, will bend over backward. I mean, they're so good to us, right? Because they, they really want us to see what they see and experience what they experience. Some of them get up at 3 a.m. to do this for us. I mean, it's it's a gift what they, what they have to offer for us. Um, speakers, um, like I said, you can do the Eurasia option. You can do the change the map option. Or you can think about what missionaries does your church support and figure out how to get their experience into your church. Not just having them come into a five minute window because we know that really probably only maybe 10 people in the whole room listen to that, right? So if we can, if we can five senses a Latin American experience, what is that gonna look like? The papers are blank. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That's all right. Right? <laughs> um, you'll need to set a cost because everybody needs to buy into the idea of doing it. If they just, if you just offer for people to show up, then they'll say they're coming, they just don't come, right? Just put, you can put any amount on it. But I would really think about what are your expenses going to be and make sure that you cover your expenses in it at least. Um, so if you're going to cook dinner together, you know, estimate what that cost is going to be and break it down. I would do um, at least $10, nothing less than $10. And that's just so that we can mass produce, right, to get as many people as possible. Um, it might be $25. What I would actually recommend, like after you have your recipe and you know what you're what you're doing and what you're spending money on, you know, break your budget down. If it's fifteen dollars a person, it's fifteen dollars a person. And then I would also do an offering for the missionaries who are on the screen and get that sent into their double O accounts. You could do a base deal and say, you know, twenty-five dollars a person and then put 15 of every person into their double O accounts. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can break it up however makes sense. Some, some churches do incredibly well with love offerings, and some churches, um, it just makes more sense for their people when you make it $50 and, you know, 65 of it goes into their double O account. Especially if you're going to have three different missionaries. Do you have any questions yet? Okay. I'll let you read this part yourself um, as you go, but planning, things that you should think about when you're planning for something, right? Transportation, can everybody get here? What are we going to eat? Is there going to be coffee? Things that the first world church needs to survive, right? Um, the meeting that you have with your missionary speaker is uh, kind of mission critical because uh, they need to know what you want to get out of it, right? So if you want to get out of it that people have the opportunity to be called into missions because you might, may have people in your church who are ready to be called into missions, um, then you want to make that clear. If you, you know, help them to know the culture of your church, right? Like our, 
like this church over here kind of functions a little bit more Baptist, you know, then it helps them to start to infuse some spiritual DNA of, listen, this is a spiritual world. And there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens around the world. Um, let's talk about that. And it kind of opens the door for the Holy Spirit talk right after that for their lead pastor, if you think about that. All of these things really work together when we do them well. One thing, real quick, and then, mm -hmm. like when you're planning, mm -hmm. um, what I've done recently for uh, planning the mission trip, like we got a couple teams going to Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. I got all, I met with uh, um, a fellow with Daniel Plain, the missionary there, mm -hmm. and he did a short video to our area. Mm -hmm. Hey, I hear you guys are planning on coming. I'm really excited to see you. We're looking forward to it. And he was standing at the construction site. Mm -hmm. this is, and, then, um, uh, and then so we showed that a couple of weeks in advance. Like, hey, we're having a, a missionary team meeting for those that are interested in going mm -hmm. in two weeks. And he's actually inviting them from Nicaragua to come to the team meeting. So if you were to do a dinner, if we, you, you get your missionary lined up and say, Hey, I understand you guys are all getting together. We're going to talk on April 15th. I can't wait to see you. Da, 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 da. It just starts the relationship mm -hmm. early and gets more people there. Yeah. And for people who have never been on a mission trip before, it kind of drops some of that anxiety out, right? right? Oh, okay. They're <laughs> over there. They look pretty safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There will be somebody present who speaks English. No. Um, not, not in the same topic that we're in, but um, I, I do want to step off of Dale's statement. And any time that you are planning a short-term mission trip, having your missionary um, zoom into your meeting is really important because they need to speak to some cultural things um, and behaviors that they should and shouldn't have um, when they're present on the field. And it's, it's different for every country. So it's not like they can just read a staple design and this is how it is. But they, they would have better language and understanding of what their, the countries are and what's there. Um, something cool that Mark does um, with Change the Map and their virtual mission trip is that you get to hear the testimonies of um, somebody who's not saved yet, somebody who's saved, um, and the journey that happens, you know, what's, how the wheels are turning in that process. And so that's something that I would ask um, if it's an option for our missionaries is, do you have friends who can join us in this call and tell their story, you know, to bring it to life so that we, you know, if you're doing Bill Schrader in Peru, you know, can Pedro tell his story to the people, you know? Um, so we're not just hearing of it, we're seeing it, right? We're seeing missions in action. But those are things that you need to share um, in the conversations that you have with your missionary so that they kind of know where you're going. Sometimes your goal overall is to just start the very beginning places of breaking down those barriers for your church. And so it's um, destigmatizing you know, missions for them, really. Everyone that I know who has done it 
has not regretted it. Go for it. Okay. I would love, to, I'm, you know, I, I give everybody Mark's book mm -hmm. and really three flavors like fire hose from the different Buddhas. And what I didn't understand about Buddhism and, and the Buddhist countries. And, and it, you could just see some light bulbs coming on. And I want to really tap into that. Mm -hmm. I am not sure there's like an international market in Chillicothe mm -hmm. or Portsmouth or I mean, so yeah. I'm a, one for adventure. Mm -hmm. Like a boat's all loaded up and I'm going to Columbus, but some of them are not for adventure. Yeah. And, but I want to, I guess, just enlighten them mm -hmm. um, and inspire them and, and like Mark so well put, Ray, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, they are prayers, no doubt, mm -hmm. um, but I really would like to open their eyes to it's not this vague concept or, or the, and the book is fantastic, but Right. But so what would you suggest to make it the five senses as possible? Mm -hmm. And of course, the idea of exploring and going out and walking and talking to people is mm -hmm. absolutely something that would thrill me, but I don't, Yeah. I want as much participation as possible. Right. So just for reference, the southeast area is very rural. Most of our churches are rural out there. Um, it's mostly Appalachian culture, like as we get closer to West Virginia. And so a lot of our churches are, would you say under 150? Oh, easy, oh, yeah. easy, yeah. right? Yeah. Easy, <laughs> easy, the big one. The big one is 150. Right, right, right. So that's something that's kind of, kind of nice about um, this is that you can log on from anywhere, right? So that doesn't cover the in-between things, right? but they can log in from their homes or they can bring their churches together in their homes. Um, and maybe perhaps your experience box, maybe you go to Columbus on your own separately, you buy all the things, you bring it back and you put together the bags for them so that they're not missing those. Yeah. And um, most of the Southeast people that I've ever met really love to cook. So um, I think it's still, um, yes, it would still be, right, <laughs> but. Right, and maybe that's that's a stretching point for them, right? To do it a little different. Right, right. So I would go and get, as far as the, like the meal goes and stuff, I would go get it and bring it back for them. And then um, for the afternoon, I would try to do something that where they're, they're gathered, right? So they're either gathered in a house or they're gathered in different churches. So um, you, I would ask my missionary, what like what are my options like is there a movie that that shows your story well is there a a um yeah. is what materials are there or what can you create or gather or um what can i do specific to that area because you can bring almost anything into your living room at this point but you have to plan a little earlier to to get it there right and so like for for our area everybody's kind of scattered out. Most churches in our area are not over 150. Um, and so we're, we're going to have one little hub church. And so everybody can come in um, to be a part of it. But there's, there's going to be some people who get sick at the last minute, you know, all those kind of things. But they can still log in for those group things from their home, even if they're sick. So does that help at all? Yep. Okay. Well, it's, it's what, kind of what I was thinking, but I just wanted to like... Yeah, High five. Oh. Columbus and 
That's and, fun. And bought things and, and almost made me experience, like made that a part oh, of the experience. Oh, that's cool idea. That is good. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just kind of like, so, and I'm in Plain City, and I have time. I've been to Thailand, so I can uh, present you bonus and dolls and stuff like that. Okay. Thanks for the chicken from World. <laughs> <laughs> We're done now. <laughs> yes, sir. And don't be afraid to ask. Like if your churches or areas don't have that diversity, ask the other areas, who do you have? Like we've got some great African churches over in Dayton. We've got a huge Ghana population and Ethiopian population down in Cincinnati. Um, German population in um, Columbus. Sometimes believers, sometimes not believers, right? Don't be afraid to invite a non-believer to your table to learn about their culture. So I don't have my phone. Here's my question. I wanted to use the virtual mission experience for a congregation. Okay. I absolutely believe 100% in content. So one of the things that I'm learning about the Buddhist nations is that there's like hundreds of gods. And part of that experience is showing them that there are hundreds of gods. But I super don't want to buy them and put them in my church building. Right. Right? So... Without, I don't want to have those tactile objects. Right. I'm going to leave you videos. with that one. Yeah. There's, there's videos, and if you go on the, the Changing Up YouTube uh, channel, mm -hmm. there will be numbers of videos that might help you with that. Okay. Because the last thing I want to do is bring these. No. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a C experience, not a touch experience. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, most of the experience that we have in the church then will be revolving around the foods from those countries. Yeah. yeah. And not necessarily the objects from those countries. The taste. Yeah. Unless people have been on mission trips and they you know, they buy things that are safe and my dolls are bring them home. <laughs> or a missionary like high five the purchase, that helps. That helps. Go ahead. So I want to introduce you. This is Mark Doreen. If you don't know who he is, he has um, founded Change the Map, which is a prayer movement 
that's set to help us to pray for the one billion Buddhists around the world that we are really, really uneducated about, right? And so his heart is to help us to be better educated so that we can pray more solid, right? We can really pray. Um, and so this afternoon, three days ago, they opened up a, um, another session for Mark on Change the Map. It'll be at 1.30 in this room. Um, it wasn't really publicized around. But listen, we don't get this guy often, and you know he'll have to cover his ears, but he is amazing, gifted. 30-plus years in Buddhist nations, right? We don't have opportunities to have him and be able to pick his brain and really learn the depth of that. So if you have an opportunity at 1.30, please um, come here and join us to hear and his piece. Not, they have a table. Mm -hmm. Make sure to stop. All kinds of links and information. Mm -hmm. and, and if you're really nice, he may autograph his book for you, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is their website. Like he's going to touch on this more during his session, but change the map is what it's called. If you just type it in, it'll take you there. It's got this cool flower. That's how you're going to notice where to go. And the heart is that we have 5,000 prayer warriors in Ohio rise up within the next year. And so you click here to join, and then he'll send you the materials like once a week. It'll be like a two-minute clip on information, and then you pray, you know, or different videos or podcasts or things that are available so that you can learn more um, about what, I mean, what we've been oblivious to, really. Father, forgive us for ignorance. We, we refuse to allow that to be a reason that we don't intervene. Speak to us, Lord. All right, let me pray over you, and then you're done. Do you have any more questions before I go? I'll be around if you have questions about mission trips. Um, my email address is my first name, last name, K-A-T-R-I-N-A. Del Valle. Del Valle. When I email you these forms in whole, the address is at the bottom of that form. And I'll, you have all of the emails? Yeah, through the Synergy uh, sign-up. Yeah. D-E-L-V-A-L-L-E 1314 at gmail.com. If you have any questions about mission trips, planning a mission trip, virtual experiences, um, or if you have somebody who you think might be called to missions and you don't know what to do with that, um, send us a message. And mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The mission reps have have our contact too. Yep. All right. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you, Father. Thank you for providing us the opportunity to learn today, Lord. And Father, I just ask that you speak to each person so that they can bring the mission field to their church um, in the most practical way possible, that they can start to break down the walls of, of people's selfishness in front of them, Lord God. Father, that they can really learn to genuinely care and genuinely pray and cry for the salvation of the lost around the world. Lord, forgive us for for savoring the uh, first, gener first, uh, first world experience and help us to give you away as best we can.
We love you, Jesus. Amen.